You're listening to audio from First Christian Church. To find out more about us or to donate to our ministries, visit firstabq.org. Who is First Christian? We follow Jesus. That's what our mission is. That's what our identity is. It characterizes the things that we do, and it's what we offer. And these are stories where you get to almost sit as if you're the camera. There are many more stories that could be told about First Christian. But you get to sit there like you're Joel Frazier, seeing these stories, knowing that you have your own stories of how your group has been involved and what you've been a part of here at First Christian. You know, when we think about stories, uh, come to a weekend, you're going to watch a movie, and you make a choice. I'm going to watch a drama or a comedy. Is it going to be fictional? Or is it going to be true to life? And I don't know if you've thought about not just those categories that we could choose, but those frames of stories, those repeating frameworks that happen. You know, stories like you go into it and you're going to be fighting a monster. Or you go into a story where you're going on a quest to find something that's missing in your life, something that you're longing for. Or maybe it's a rags-to-riches story. Or, more Shakespearean, a comedy. Not just funny, ha-ha, but a comedy always has this tension. It has a, a conflict, something that's unresolved that makes those funny lines funny as you try to figure them out. Hopefully, you might not look at your own life and say it's a tragedy, an overreach, where you go beyond maybe where your ego has allowed you to, to, should have allowed you to go. So what is the story that we're involved in? This God's together story. What, what questions does it answer? How does it make sense of life? As we've been looking at the story here on Sunday mornings, we've been doing it by looking at the letter of Romans. And what I want to do for you today, I don't know if you're a note taker. If, if you're not a note taker, then maybe today is your day. I want to give you a summary of God's together story. The story that you're a part of. And I want to do it using verses. And so I'm going to give you verses and just walk you through Romans very, very briefly. So first, first one you want to write down. Romans 1, verse 6. This good news message that Paul offers is a message. A message where... You're told in this verse, verse 6, that you belong in Christ Jesus. You're in. You're in this story. You're part of the game. You're not excluded, but you're in the midst of things. A few verses later, in Romans 1, 16 and 17, we find out that, that God's power, God's power to save all people was invested in us. And it's a gift to us that comes from faith and for faith where we're able to enter into this story, to live together with God, to have God take our life and put it together, maybe for the very first time, maybe back together. All right, a third one. In Romans chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, when we look at our lives and our stories, we don't feel together. We sometimes don't feel like our life is together at all. We've got mistakes and sins. Things that are different from one another's. If, we, if I compare my basket of mistakes and sins, it's going to differ from yours. But one thing that we share is that we're all together in judgment. We're all looked at by God as having turned away from God. And yet, 
God invites us, even though we're judged together, to respond to his faithfulness and his kindness and his love. The next one, Romans 3, 21 and 22. In Romans 3, 21 and 22, we learn that there's a new way. A new way to find faithfulness. It's apart from the law. It's not about our perfection. It's not about us doing some religious rites in a magic way where it gets us to where we need to be. It's actually about the faithfulness of Christ. It's God's faithfulness because this is God's story. It's not a me story. God is inviting me into the story that he is writing in this world. And you too. And his faithfulness, the faithfulness of Christ, enables me to live in faith. All right, next one. We're clicking on through. Chapter 5, verse 21. The new dominion that we get to live in is not our own kingdom, but we live in the dominion of grace, where God looks at us with mercy and invites us to live our eternal life, not later, but right now in the present moment where we're free from the control of sin, free of the voices of our past mistakes. We silence those. We don't live that old life, but live inside of the dominion of grace. In fact, it's a lot like this verse. In chapter four, chapter 7, verse 4, a verse that I took kind of a surprising turn, where we're actually divorced from. We're separated from our previous relationship with sin. And instead, we're joined into a belonging relationship with Christ. We belong to another, to one who wants to show us love and life, where God raises us up back to new life. Which brings us to chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 39. If you need an encouraging place to go, look at that last paragraph. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. You are in this together story. You are welcomed in. And so it, it makes me wonder how you access it. How do you get into this together story? I mean, if we're fighting monsters in our life, or if we have this unfulfilled quest on our life, or we're in the midst of a comedy or a tragedy, we're trying to make sense of our lives. How is it that we get into this together story? The next one I want you to write down is Romans 10. Verse 9. In Romans 10, 9, we learn that we confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Christ. We're not Lord. And we believe that God raised him back from the dead, giving life to him, but also giving life to us. We enter into that story through baptism, reenacting the very life that Jesus lived, bringing us to this last one that I'll mention today, at least in this summary of chapter 12, verse 1, where our bodies become offered as living sacrifices. That's what we give to God. That is the together story that you're invited into. And it's at this point that I want to say, welcome to the table of the Lord. Welcome to the table of the Lord. A place where those once far away once removed from God, are brought near to God. This table centralizes who we are and what we're about. It's a place where we might not feel like we're welcome. There's a lonely verse in Romans that gets overlooked. 
Because when we come into a place like this, maybe it will help us. This lonely verse represents what we sometimes feel when we come into a sanctuary. Maybe we feel like we've been playing in the mud or our job is a real dirty, messy job. And then we come into this place where it seems like everyone's starched. A place where everyone's eating on China and we're welcomed into this banquet where we feel like, do I belong? The answer is yes, you belong. This is a place where those once far away are brought near in Christ. In fact, Christ is our peace. He's the one who's broken down the dividing wall between Jews and the nations. He's the one who's broken down that wall of hostility between peoples of all kinds. And we get to sit at this table together because the one who set this table gave his life. He offered his body, poured out his blood for us so that all could be welcome to this table. The lonely verse that I mentioned a minute ago is Romans 14, verse 17. The kingdom of God is not about food and drink. It's not about clothing and religious ritual. It's not about those things. It's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is the word that I want to offer you today because this is a place of tremendous joy. If we all get to sit at this table, Knowing what we know about ourselves, not even realizing the things we're blind to about ourselves, if we can come into the presence of God and sit at this table, that should bring us great joy. Joy that's offered to everyone. And so I invite you to get out your emblems and to recognize that you're taking this bread and you're taking this wine. You are taking Jesus into you. And I'm going to want you to take this table out into your life. I know that might sound strange. Not this wooden table, but I want you to imagine setting up this table for your family, where you welcome the members of your family as Christ has welcomed you. Or take this table to your workplace and welcome those coworkers, welcoming them into God's together story. And what about on your front lawn? Set it out there among the rocks or the grass to where the people in your neighborhood know that that's a place of God's presence, a place of hospitality, a place where they can find the joy of the Holy Spirit. If you would, take the bread. God, we give you thanks for this bread and for this wine, that for us is the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. We thank you for what you have broken and poured out and given to us. And God, we pray that we will be free with it, that we will give what you have given to us to others. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.